This is Bet MGM tonight. Join us for live sweats. Yes. Let's go, Kansas 80, That was a big balls three. Three minutes ago. Big balls three. Instant reaction. This is an unbelievable thing for me to see. My favorite team, my true favorite team. Less mistress, more side piece. And maybe a few regrettable decisions. Oh, he's got bust written all over him. Gutekind sucks. Jordan Edison ran a 5-3-40, and he's Tristis height. I'd take him. You know what you shouldn't have done? Bet on the Wizards. Yep. Now, live from Washington, D.C., it's Ryan Horvat, Trista Crick, and Nick Ashew. 21 Western Michigan, Michigan. You know, I can't even say what like, if you care, you care, but if you don't. Hell yeah, I care. There's, I know you care, but nobody else. Western Michigan here. Game minus three. There's not Two point favorites. No, I don't know. We got... Auburn's uh, about to be on uh, right now. Yeah. We can switch that. Oh, hold on, hold on. We're watching Dirk Nowitzki play pickleball <laughs> no, here. I, I think we need to keep things going here. We got Luca on the stands. There's a lot of people, by the way. Where is this? I don't, it's, it's, I'm pretty sure it's somewhere in Dallas. I only know that because Dirk Nowitzki's there, Luca's there, Jason Kidd's there, and the Dallas Stars, they're not cheerleaders. I'm not sure what they are. Dance team something. Uh, Dallas Stars uh, ladies uh-huh. uh, are there in the stands. And I know that because they had the Dallas Stars logo. I have no idea about what this is, where it is, anything, Trista. I know this pickleball on TV looks atrocious. Yeah, it does. Like, I'm like, this is obviously not a real sport. Really awkward. And it's just like, it doesn't even look... Like, you watch tennis, you know, like, elite athletes. Like, physical yes. specimens. And they're just, they're going at it. This is just kind of like... Dook. And you're like, you're not, you're not even moving. Like this is. They literally don't have to move from their spot the entire time. I'm like, don't. This is like a tiny little tennis court. Are you missing a room? Dylan, I apologize, bud. Yeah, do something though. Oh yeah. What do you? What? He's got to change. Oh, I forgot this one like don't work or something. Oh, right in the middle. I re. I sometimes I miss being. I connected all the the, the remotes again. They should be working. What are you doing over here? Uh, trying to get Auburn up. Well, that's that's TV number two. As we uh peel back the curtain here. Oh yeah, this is this is not even the right thing. <laughs> you know, at least. Listen to controller. At l- remote. No, we're not. It's right. I don't know. I don't have it. I don't know. We'll figure well, it out. Well, there's three. There's four. Dude. Yeah, well, that's true. That's true. So there's no more of that. That life, would be TV2 that you're it's, trying to it's change. Tupac one yeah, set, I that's guess. fine. It does. Uh, you can do your power rankings or you can just mess with the, uh, uh, the, the right TVs now. if you want. What would you prefer right now? Do you want to have a minute? Where is the other remote? Yeah, let's give me one. Why are we on a search for the remote? In a world where people that need mm-hmm. to watch games don't have enough remotes to watch those games for the TVs, right, I present just... to you BetMGM tonight. We'll just get into that's the power rankings. Isn't that four? One, two, three, four. Isn't that one to your left, right? I maybe don't. Uh, yep. All the remotes are by him, Trista. Yep. He just missed the one there that was go. right next to him. Yeah, there, there it is. You go. There you go. Auburn. No, there it is. Uh, Auburn versus Baylor, right there. All right, right there. all right. I had it going. All right, uh, power rankings always a fun thing. Good job, to do buddy. Good job. Good job. You got everything on. Uh, you found the remote. You're good. Well, the problem is, I mean, like, don't make it sound like like I'm a big dummy. Like, you hit one thing and then every TV yes, but, pops up. Yes, we, but whoever wired this put everything right on top of each well, other. Yeah, that you was. Know, I and they were all somebody, the same brands. I could of pull TVs. this guy off the street and he'll be able to tell you that you you move them. Well, anyway, if I could if I can make a list I of the things we need uh, to change. We start you know, with yeah. on the power rankings, guys, the Philadelphia Eagles wow. who not only won against the Dallas Cowboys, who I think are for real. Like I thought that that was a really good game. I think that's one of the better games that we've had this season in the NFL. It actually lived up to the hype, uh which San Francisco Dallas did not. I thought Dallas performed much better. I just it's kind of like the same stuff for Dallas though like Dak balled out. Yeah, he stepped out on the two-point conversion, but I just don't trust Mike McCarthy. I do trust that defense, though. And the Eagles took it to him. They were able to run the ball. 
And right now, A.J. Brown's just on another level. He's the best wide receiver in the league right now. Jalen Hurts is playing injured and still playing pretty good football. All the young pieces look pretty good on the defensive side of the ball. All the vets look pretty good. And um, the only issue that I have is slot corner. A little bit of an issue for the Philadelphia Eagles. But no team's perfect in the NFC right now. Yeah, the Gardner Johnson loss. That's the one thing that they haven't, the one guy they haven't really been able to replace yet. But I still think they'll be fine, man. The Eagles, in my opinion, right now, the best team in the NFC. They got past that little Super Bowl slump. And even when they were going through their little Super Bowl slump, they were still beating teams. You know what I mean? They were still taking away the football. They kicked off their season week one with a dominant win over the Patriots, and they really haven't looked back. So I'll go Philadelphia, number one. Number two, I'm going to go with the Kansas City Chiefs, just because they're the Chiefs, just because it's Patrick Mahomes. And eventually that offense is going to start to click. I just know that it's going to. Travis Kelsey's still a beast. The offensive line's really good still. And then on the defensive side of the ball, Spags is a defensive genius. I think he's really underrated. Chris Jones is good. I like Snead. He's a physical corner. You saw what he did against Tyree Kill. And that was a game where the public, not only the public, like a lot of people like Miami. It was a big spot for Miami and Kansas City. They just proved they're still the class of the AFC. And they're not doing it with style points right now. So Chiefs number two. Ravens number three. Ravens just need to stay healthy for a couple more weeks, and they have to be your number one team on these power rankings because they're really good on both sides. They got healthy in the secondary. They're getting a really good pass rush right now. Roquan Smith was worth the money, worth the trade, and it really helped out the development of uh, Patrick Queen. Not only as a pass rusher, but he's been a little bit better as a tackler. He's been a little bit better in coverage when he's been on the field. I really like the Ravens. And then you know how I feel about Lamar. Uh, from 7-1 to one down to 4-1 to one right now to win MVP, my favorite bet on the board. 49ers at number four. Haven't seen them in a while, I feel like, but they just have to stay healthy, and they're going to be around. They're going to win a playoff game because that's what Kyle Shanahan does. Purdy, he needs his pieces to be healthy. Trent Williams needs to be healthy. Trent Williams is just as important as Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk because the rest of the offensive line, not great. Defensively, my only issue is their secondary, but now you bring in Chase Young, so quarterbacks are going to have less time in the pocket. You already have Nick Bosa. I know the sack numbers aren't great, but he still leads the league in quarterback hits, so he's still getting in the backfield. I really like San Francisco still. Uh, Cincinnati, number five. This is the biggest jump. They're for real again. Burrow's healthy. He's a killer. He has the clutch gene. He has the clutch gene that Josh Allen, I guess, doesn't because we haven't seen it in a couple of years from Josh Allen. And defensively for the Bengals, even though they don't have the most talented team, Lou Anarumo is a genius. That's why he's going to be a head coach here in the next two years, if he wants to be, unless he wants to just continue to be the defensive coordinator for this team. But since he has to be in your top five, I feel. Cowboys, i got to dip a little bit to number six just because I need to see them win a big game. You know, I know that they were competitive, but they still lost, and they didn't cover the spread. And it's just like always little things, you know what I mean, that cost them. And it's always, I feel like, the same team. Like, they're good. They beat the teams that they should. Yeah, there's always, like, a stinker against a team like Arizona. But they beat the the middle-of-the-road teams. And then when they have to step up in class and play San Francisco, they choke. Or when they have to play Philadelphia, they lose. So, I I know, like, historically, though, Dak has been pretty good against Philadelphia. Um but, yeah, he is. You know what I mean? But, like, this is a different Philadelphia team. This mm-hmm. is the team that just played in the Super Bowl last year. So, got to dip a little bit there. So, I put him at six. Bills have to drop all the way to seven. Three weeks ago, I think I had him as the number one team. Um, I don't feel good about either side of the ball, really. You know, like, two weeks ago, I like what they were doing because Dawson Knox got hurt, and it was more three, four wide receiver sets. They were using Dalton Kincaid. But Dalton Kincaid's been fine. Stephon Diggs is still awesome. But Gabe Davis really has not taken that next leap. You know, it's like Shakir, a bunch of guys that I don't necessarily love. Josh Allen, you never know what you're going to get from him. One week it looks like, oh, he's back. He's an MVP candidate. And then 
you know, the next week you're like, oh, he's the modern day version of Brett Favre, where there's some good and then there's some what the hell are you looking at? Take the underneath stuff, check it down, pick up the first down. Why are we chucking the ball deep just because we have the arm strength to do so? Defensively is what I'm really worried about Buffalo. I mean, because to beat Kansas City or beat Cincinnati in the playoffs, you have to pressure the quarterback, and they're not doing so. Von Miller looks like a shell of himself. You lose Matt Milano. You lose Trey White. You replace him with Rasul Douglas, who's good, but he's not Trey, Trey White level. You know, he's not a number one corner in this league. So I'm worried about Buffalo. Um, so I have him at seven. Lions at number eight. Lions are a really good football team, but I kind of feel the same way I feel about the Lions that I feel about the Miami Dolphins and the AFC. You know what I mean? They'll beat the middle of the road teams, but is Detroit good enough? On a neutral, would you favor them or even have them in a competitive game against San Francisco or Philadelphia? I don't know about that quite yet. So need to see a little bit more, but love the offense, love Ben Johnson, and the defense, Hutchinson is a G, man. Like, Mm -hmm. what were the Jags thinking? Imagine if Jacksonville, with that defense, had Aiden Hutchinson. You know, I mean, like, and that's why I go Jags number nine, because if they did, I'd have them probably as a top six team right now. (laughs) That defense is really damn good. Trevor Lawrence is really good. Uh, The offensive line, they've invested all that money, all those draft picks. They're protecting Trevor Lawrence. Um, I wish... I like the wide receivers. I wish they had like one like six four six five red zone threat because Ridley, you know, all their guys, Zay Jones, is he ever going to show up? Um, you know what I mean? Like Christian Kirk, they're all a little bit smaller. They're all like slot receivers, mm-hmm. shifty guys. I wish they had just like one big dude. I mean, they have Ingram, but um, yeah, I like the Jags. And then at number 10, I got to put the Browns there. I would have the Browns a lot higher if I felt good about the offense and if they didn't lose Nick Chubb to start the season. But Amari Cooper's still really good. David Njoku scored a touchdown for me last week. Deshaun is the ultimate wild card. What are you going to yeah. get with Deshaun? And is he going to play? And does he care? But the defense is damn good, man. Like, that's a really good defense. Until they run into Indianapolis, that's a really good defense. One of the best in the league. So, Eagles number one, Chiefs number two, Ravens number three, San Francisco number four, Cincy number five, Cowboys number six, Bills number seven, Lions number eight, Jags nine, Browns ten. I feel like this is the most I've ever, like, switched up my power yeah. rankings in yeah. the middle of the season. Because you just... This year's been crazy, man. There's so much parity. I think you could make the case for like five or six teams to win, maybe even more, to win the Super Bowl this year. And this whole thing could change a lot as the weeks go on, too, right? Like, I think we've all kind of gotten to the point now where you kind of have your top two or three teams that everybody generally agrees on to a point, maybe off by like a spot or two. But as the rest of the top ten goes, let alone the rest of the even teams that are maybe in the hunt for the playoffs – it's just – it's all over the place right now. And we get down to, you know, week 15, week 16, and – we're going to be looking at some teams like the Steelers. Are they still in? And, you know, do the Raiders suddenly make a run and get themselves in playoff contention? Or, you know, I mean, it's it's a weird year, uh, without question. Uh, the 49ers are back in it for me. I put them at number 10. Um, the reason why I had them out last week was because they lost three straight and they're injured. Like, this is, like, there's a certain point where you have to look at a team and say, like, for me, the power ranking is a lot about trending, where that team is at that moment. I think the 49ers on paper, if they can get healthy, they're top two to three team in the NFL. I mean, they're, they're that good. But right now we look at them and go, God, you're missing so many key pieces right now. But hopefully the bye helped things out. They get more healthy. And then the 49ers, in you know a week they beat the Jags, they're jumping up five or six spots in this lineup for me if it looks good. So it won't, it won't take very much for the 49ers to kind of get back to where you know had the, I had them before. Bills are in at nine. Uh, they're inconsistent like the Cowboys, and it bothers me. I, I just... I look at this Bills team, guys, and I say, are they like, are they regressing? Has the window closed? Are they a team now that's already peaked, that's already maximized what that roster looks like? They're only getting older. We we see a team that still can't run the ball the way we kind of hoped they would. There's a lot of 
just hoping Josh Allen can kind of pull them out and, and save them in situations. And mm. it looks I, like they hate Sean McDermott. I should yeah. have said that when I was talking about this team. And, it looks and like they Ken hate Dorsey. Him. Yeah. yeah, it looks like they need a new coach in there. It and it may get to that point, honestly. Like, you know, there's a certain I think I mentioned this the other day with you guys. It might have been yesterday, I don't know, but like where there's a certain coach that can change the culture, but the ceiling is still low on their tenure. Ron Rivera in Washington is that for me. Where hey, yeah. he got them there to the point where it's like they're respectable and he teaches them how to be adults. But yeah, you're not winning a Super That's Bowl what we call Rivera as your head coach. The mold remediation man. They yeah. get all the funk out, but they don't actually do any remodeling in there. Yeah. As people that have had mold experience, Trista, <laughs> I totally know what you mean. You know what exactly. I'm saying? Like they don't actually fix anything, they just yeah. get the bad stuff out. You get the bad stuff out, and you need someone to come in and make it look pretty. That's <laughs> what we need. So now the Bills maybe need somebody to come in and make it look good. And I don't know who that is. Maybe after all this, it's Ben Johnson. You know what? Maybe Brian Dable. Brian Dable comes all the way back from the Giants, they hire him. I, I don't know. I just don't know where that, that team is gonna be week after week. And it's it's frustrating, which at eight, I'll put the Cowboys in there as kind of a similar team, right? I mean, listen, Dak looked really good. Full credit to Dak Prescott. Looked really, really good against the Eagles. I mean, they're winning that game if he doesn't step out of bounds late. But in reality, situational football for the Dallas Cowboys has been and continues to be a problem. And sometimes it's late game execution. Uh, Sometimes it's just handling close game situations. Whatever it is, they just seem to struggle in a lot of these spots. And, I mean, Dallas gained over 100 more yards than the Eagles in that game. Yet they still lost. I mean, that's a problem, right? You're putting your head down, and right, like it's true. Like Dallas looked good. Dallas deserved, should have won that game. And that's coming from somebody that does not root for the Dallas Cowboys. But I will be honest, they should have won that game, but they didn't. And that's the big problem for me is we've seen this time and time again in the regular season. They can go in whether they win or look competitive in a lot of big games. They don't give you enough of that sense of confidence to say, all right, Dallas, I know you love them, Ryan. Dallas does not show me that they are a Super Bowl contender. I think they've got talent on that roster to maybe look like one. But on the field, I didn't see it against San Francisco when they were at full strength, and I didn't see it against the Eagles right now. And those are two of the biggest tests for me for a team that has Super Bowl expectations. And I think that's a major problem. But I would also say the same thing about number seven for me, the Miami Dolphins, who do not beat good teams, period. They are frauds. Now, they're great offensively, so you have to put them in the top ten. You have to give the Miami Dolphins credit for the fact that in any game, offensively, they can keep themselves in it because they're as potent as anybody can be. But their defense continues to be a question mark. And I know now Jalen Ramsey's back. You think it's going to be more at full strength? They're probably going to look better. And I think there is a good chance that that's the case. But the defense has been an issue the entire year. And when I watch the Dolphins against the Chiefs, when I watch the Dolphins against the Bills, there's two great examples uh, they they S the bed every single time. Mm. How are we supposed to take a team like that seriously? And I think that's one of the most difficult things about that. If they can get the defense on track, and they can be, let's say, top 12 defense overall. Now we're talking. Mm-hmm. In a very crowded AFC. I think now we're looking at the at the Dolphins and going, okay, I'm a little bit more confident in them. But right now, it's insanely difficult to take them seriously. But you can't rule them out. Because, again, they can keep themselves in games offensively if that's the case. The Lions are in at number six for me. But, my God, please use Jameer Gibbs. Like, yeah, you just, have to just, just don't, so. don't even do when, yeah. right? Yeah, even when David Montgomery, who was going to be coming back, you still use Jameer Gibbs. I get it. David Montgomery's probably going to be one of the goal line running. He's probably going to be the goal line back. But Jameer Gibbs can be used in so many different creative ways. Don't do what Arthur Smith is doing in Atlanta, where you forget that you have B. John Robinson, who you drafted number eight overall. Treat Jameer Gibbs like the weapon and the talent that he is. And this Detroit Lions team could go really, really far. All right, top five coming up. Trista's power rankings as well. It's BetMGM tonight.
Nick, Trista, and Ryan are taking a short break. Stay tuned because there's plenty more to come on BetMGM tonight. Presented by BetMGM. Live from BetQL. Gotta look at what Lincoln Riley's done. And he's had Kyler Murray. I'm not giving him Jalen Hurts. I am gonna I'm gonna leave Jalen Hurts at Alabama. I am. I'm gonna leave him at Alabama simply because there's no other Oklahoma quarterbacks that are squatting 700 pounds. That's Bama built. So I'm gonna go with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but Baker Mayfield also as a top pick, and both of those guys, one's been around the league. He's already been around the block in Baker, and then the other one, his own team does not want him to play in Kyler Murray. So I think kind of the shines come off the apple with Lincoln Riley and you watch him, how frustrated he's been getting over the course of these games and not being able to get stuff done. I just don't, when I watch Caleb Williams play, a lot of it is out of phase. A lot of it is out of the structure of an offense. And to be in the NFL, you've got to play within the offensive structure. Drake May plays within the structure of that offense. Do I love that offense? Not exactly, but he still plays within the structure of an offense. It's not all improv. And so I think that's the difference here. And yeah, there's going to be somebody, you know, whether it's like the Colts with Anthony Richardson that are going to take a gamble on someone that's willing to play that that makes their best plays without with it outside of the structure of the offense. But I think Drake May is now becoming more of a Drake May and Michael Pinks are becoming more. Um, they're bubbling up from everyone I talk to from an NFL standpoint because they play within the structure and they find ways to make plays. They know when guys are supposed to be open. They understand where the plays are made instead of everything else. They they can use the auxiliary, but at the end of the day, what we're seeing are, is teams want guys that can still play within the structure. I think we need to set Mm -hmm. some parameters for roasting people for their bets because I'm not going to lie. Last week's teaser was absolutely terrible. I don't think I hit a single leg in it, which is fine. And at the end of the day, it counts for one bet. So people are saying, oh, all of your takes were terrible. Listen, if you lose a parlay or a teaser by one leg or four, Mm -hmm. it does not matter. It counts the same. But there is nothing worse than people who come on after the fact and say, all yeah. of these picks were terrible. Well, you have to say that before the game starts or else you just look like a Monday morning quarterback because obviously anybody can come in after the game and say, oh, you should have picked this team. So can we set some parameters for roasting people's sure. picks? I say if you don't roast somebody before the game starts, you shouldn't be allowed to roast somebody at all. Yes. If you roast someone after the fact, you're a loser. You know why? Because anybody can do that. Anyone. Anyone can say, oh, I'll just wait and see how this plays out. And if you win, I won't say anything. But if you lose, I'll troll you. That's just, that's, that's lowbrow thinking. So, yeah, if you're going to call somebody out and say, I disagree with this pick, fine. Disagree before the fact. Don't do it afterwards. A child can do that. Also, if you're going to provide generic fifth grade insults, I'm not going to acknowledge you because it is one thing if you listen to my reasoning, you say, hey, 
I have a problem with your line of thinking. This is wrong. And I think you need to consider this other than just somebody simply commenting wrong. Like that's the worst. <laughs> like you can't even argue with these people because I will follow up and say, okay, what exactly about my handicap do you disagree right. with specifically? And they never have an answer. And then they just follow up, see, you were wrong. I'm like, okay, well, if you can't tell me why I was wrong, then like you don't have any grounds for insults. And also another thing, if you don't have your picture as your profile picture, and if you don't use your name uh, as girl. your profile name, you can't insult anybody for anything. It's very easy to hate from the sidelines. If you don't put your name to it, mm -hmm. sit down. If you missed any of the show, listen back anytime on the new and improved Odyssey app. Ryan, Trista, and Nick are back on BetMGM Tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Yeah, and that sloppy game for the Dolphins is the reason why I can only put them in at seven. Nothing more in the power rankings. Uh, offensively, they weren't even really anything to watch, so it was just even worse. But travel, going to Germany, that, 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 there, there's a lot to it. Ryan, real quick, you went through your top ten. Run down your top ten again real quick in your power rankings. Yeah, so I'm going to go with uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, number one. I, right. I think you have to put them number one right now. Really good on both sides of the ball, obviously. Uh, number two, I'm going to stick with the Kansas City Chiefs. Big win over the Miami Dolphins. Not doing it with style points right now. That actually makes me like the Chiefs a little bit more the way that they're winning these games ugly right mm -hmm. now you know they're tough in the trenches not your typical like Patrick Mahomes has to go out there and hang 40 on you uh, I like the Ravens three San Francisco number four Bengals number five Cowboys have to fall out of the top five they're at six Bills all the way down to seven this week Lions at eight slowly rising up the mm -hmm. ranks Jags number nine and then Browns uh down to ten despite a win where they actually covered I just need to see a little bit more from Deshaun Watson, and a.k.a. That, him play through more. That's that's what concerns me. So I'd probably have them at like 11 if we were going outside the top 10. Yeah, but 49ers are in at 10 for me. Get healthy. They beat the Jags this week. They're going way up in power rankings for me and probably in everybody's too. Bills are 9, Cowboys 8, Dolphins 7s, Lions 6. All right, top five for me now. The Bengals, the Cincinnati Bengals are back. Joe Burrow is back. And that defense yeah, over the last three games, fourth in the NFL in points per game allowed. So... You're getting what you'd expect on the offensive side of the football. And then on top of that, you're getting a team that's also getting stops. Also, I don't know, doing the simple thing a defense should do and uh, stopping teams from scoring, it, it, it helps a lot. This is, this is a Bengals team that's trending up at just the right time. Uh, they really didn't have much more leeway. They didn't have much more room, right? Like, they needed to get started 
when they did, because otherwise they were going to fall too far behind and not be able to catch up. Had slow starts the last couple of seasons, had it again this year. This time it was about Joe Burrow's health more than anything else. Got ourselves a T. Higgins game last week, that one cut that he had on the sidelines after the catch to be able to stay in bounds. Oh, it was so pretty, and you just you see the flashes. The Bengals, like the Bengals can win the Super Bowl this year. Oh, yeah. They're good enough for that. We've obviously seen how far this team can go. AFC Championship game, Super Bowl, and you go, oh, well, now maybe this is the year. Everybody healthy? If, if they can keep this rhythm going, I mean, this is a team that certainly is going to contend in the AFC. But so is my number four team, the Jacksonville Jaguars, who, I mean, you want to talk about defense. Really, the defense has been a stronger spot for Jacksonville, at least in certain areas, at least against the run and getting after the quarterback, compared to really even where the offense is right now, right? You talked about, you know, Calvin Ridley and just having guys, that, big guys that can go up and get the ball. They don't really have that. But they do have a lot of weapons there offensively. Travis Etienne is a major, major part of that offense, and rightfully so. They're using Travis Etienne in a smart way as opposed to, again, what I don't know what Arthur Smith is doing in Atlanta right now. I don't think he knows. I just I, maybe because he shaved the mustache. Now he'll get smarter. I have I have no idea what's going to happen. But you watch that and go, why 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 draft a guy number eight overall and then not use him? I mean, go get Jalen Carter if you were going. to. I mean, it just didn't make any sense. But you also got nine sacks for Josh Allen right now. Coming into the year, right, that was the big thing. Guys in a contract year, but if he can get after the quarterback and really help, and it hasn't just been Josh Allen, but he's been a big part for the Jags. They're third in you know run defense of the NFL. They're they're doing. I, they still have some things they need to shore up, I think, defensively. But you're watching a defense that's definitely improved from last season and an offense that still has a high ceiling, even though it's not really, I'd say, they probably agree, where it needs to be. Number three is the Baltimore Ravens for me. They keep climbing. They keep getting better. Lamar Jackson's having an MVP season, completing 70% of his passes, and just looks like somebody that's comfortable, that's relaxed, that's in a good offense, and that's really happy he got paid and has nothing to worry about anymore. I mean... The funny thing is, though, if you look at Baltimore on Sunday, it was all about their ground game, right? Keaton Mitchell, that rookie, 15.3 yeah. yards Ooh. a carry. Good God. I mean, I was like, Why you? hasn't he been playing? I know. Now, well, he better be playing now. I think, by the way, probably going on some Keaton Mitchell props if you guys, even though it's against, they're against the Browns, uh, I think probably that may be the direction we go moving forward. But, I mean, and also, Seattle is, is just completely falling off the map. They moved out of my top ten for obvious reasons. They've looked just atrocious the last couple of weeks. But the Ravens had 298 yards on the ground against Seattle on Sunday. I mean, good God. That's back-to-back blowouts. They beat the hell out of the Lions. They beat the hell out of the Seahawks. I loved the Seahawks coming into that game. Not to win that, but I mean just in general, like the direction they're going. Uh, not really anymore. 7.3 yards to carry. Defense is as good as really anybody in the league. So you got to look at Baltimore and say, trending just like Cincinnati is at the right time, looking healthy and Given the fact that they don't have J.K. Dobbins again this year, torn Achilles, well, you got another running back that stepped in and is going to give you opportunities, along with Gus Edwards, to give you multiple weapons out of the backfield. One and two was a tough one for me. It was really back and forth. It's like one and one A for me. I went with the Eagles number two. I really love what A.J. Brown's doing. I think right now, after what Tyree killed it on Sunday, I'm going to go with A.J. Brown as the best receiver in the NFL. Because the difference is, watching Tyreek on Sunday, there were plays where he had to go up and get the football, and he just couldn't catch it. Like, just couldn't go up and do it. His skill set is very different than where A.J. Brown is. But A.J. Brown can beat you downfield with his speed. A.J. Brown can also go up and make plays in the red zone. He can make catches in double coverage. He's big. He's strong. He's fast. He has everything, every intangible that you could ask for. The buy's coming at a right time for them, though. I don't really know what's going on with Jalen Hurts' knee. No. This is still a thing. Yeah. And I think if you continue to watch this team, they're going to be a limited 
they're going to be at least semi-limited offensively if Jalen Hurts can't get that thing right. But they got to buy. They got some time to take that off and figure it out. So I think that that's going to be hopefully a situation where if he just gets some rest, things get better. He's in a good spot. I put the Chiefs number one. I, I mean. Travis Kelsey is a quarter of their receiving game. We know that. It's really not going to change. Rasheed Rice and the rest of the guys are certainly up and down. I think Rasheed Rice has the potential to be the guy to step up for them. We just haven't necessarily seen that consistently. But, you know, they you mentioned something, Ryan, and it's funny that you said you put him at number two and you liked it. I put him at number one because of the same thing, and it's that they're winning games ugly sometimes. Yeah. And that's okay because what that tells me is this is a team that has a higher ceiling, that's finding ways right now when things aren't 100% offensively they're still finding ways to win football games, which means, well, they just won a Super Bowl and they're winning kind of ugly. So clearly they know how to win football games in a lot of different ways, in a lot of different scenarios. And look, you go over to Germany, that's not easy. Like, travel in general is a pain in the ass, but it's even worse if you're going all the way over to Germany, have to play a football game, got to get in your routine, got to get ready, and it's not a normal routine. So I just, what I want to know is who's going to step up on that offense as a receiver as a pass catcher after Travis Kelsey. I still think it's Rasheed Rice, but week by week it seems to be the difference. But they're winning games just by smart, tough play. That defense is seventh in total defense and third against the pass. They have a legit, real defense now. They held the Dolphins to 14 points. Another reason why I'm concerned about the Dolphins, because, again, we see them up against really good teams and go, I, oh, oh, so maybe you're kind of a fraud. But let's also credit the Chiefs' defense and what they were able to do against the Dolphins in Germany. So because of that, I'm putting them in at number one. But right now, Chiefs and Eagles, two best teams in the NFL, with the Ravens just kind of like clawing their way up the ladder just behind them. Yeah, man. Uh, I'm with you on Miami. Yeah. Miami, for me, you have to put them out of your top ten. Uh, every Ooh, you time dropped them all the way out. They're out. Oh, damn. They're out of there. Gone, baby, gone. <laughs> cry me a river, Tua. Cry me a river, Tyreek. You're me. not in the top ten anymore because why? Every time you play a team of any worth, you get embarrassed. Mm. Like, that's pretty much it. Like, oh, historic offense, this, that. Defense is not very good. They're trash. Probably could have won the game against the Chiefs, but the way that it looked, they didn't deserve it even if they would have won it. So, for me, got to take Miami out of the top ten. I almost took this team out of the top 10, too. The Bills are disgusting. I have the Bills at 10 for nostalgic reasons only. What could be if they had a capable offensive coordinator, a a capable situation? I don't know if it's the weapons that Josh Allen does or does not have or whether they're just not using the weapons effectively. I remember when this was a good football team. I remember when this was a potent offensive team that was running two-minute drills. And they're now two and three in their last five. They they look awful. Their offense was anemic against the Bengals, lit them up for 400 yards of offense. Secondary looks bad. Obviously, that's due to injuries. Like you said, Ryan, Von Miller looks like a ghost of himself, a shell. Yeah. Fortunately, they get a couple of get-right games. You get the Broncos, you get the Jets before you get the Eagles, Chiefs, and Cowboys. Boom, boom, boom. I don't know, dog. I don't know. Number nine is the Browns. I like this Browns team. The only reason they're not higher up on the list is you're right, Ryan. Like, the offense, I'm just not sure about. They break into the top ten because they get a shutout win over the tanking Cardinals. You can't really say much about that game. Obviously, they trade Josh Dobbs. But, listen, Watson looked okay. If Watson can be this version of Watson... The ceiling is the roof, right? Like the Browns have a Super Bowl, Super Bowl winning defense. If they have a capable offense, who knows what they could be? Uh, I'm still concerned about my Cowboys. There's like, 
no moral victories in sports. And, and like you guys both said, whenever they play someone good, they just can't get it done. They look okay. They looked okay against the Eagles. Probably should have won that game. But you didn't. But you didn't. That's really what, what it comes down to. Uh, when you play a team that's not very good, they blow them out. So that's why they're in the top 10, because they're they're not a bad team. They get the reeling Giants. They're probably going to put up 50 on their head, probably going to win by so many points. Co- they're going to cover the number, probably double the, the amount. CeeDee Lamb looks like a, a real player. Yeah, he, he does. He looks like a real wide receiver one. The defense is still coming to play. With, with guys that are injured, they're still in the secondary looking okay. They made Devontae Smith. They held him under control. They held A.J. Brown under 100 yards, which... Not very many teams have been able to do this year. But when it comes down to it and the lights are bright, they're not winning games. Up next is the Jags. They just have the longest winning streak in the NFL. That's all, right? Why you can argue that they, oh, the schedule's easy. You really just have to beat the teams in front of you. Ask ask a lot of other teams, and they can't do that. They've beaten the Steelers, outgaining them by 110 yards, holding them to 3-12 and 12 on third down. Like, I just like the way that the defense is playing, and as we know, ETN is being used in a myriad of different ways. They're firing in all cylinders. Evan Ingram looks awesome. He had a huge game last week. And if we could just get uh, our man Christian Kirk out on the field in crunch time, maybe things would be even better. Uh, The Niners, sixth for me. It's not really about what this Niners team can be anymore because we know that they can be the best team in the NFL. It's what this Niners team really is. And they're injured. And Brock Purdy without an offensive line is mediocre. And that's okay. Like, there's a lot of good quarterbacks that are mediocre with the bad offensive line. But you have Christian McCaffrey still. Uh, You hopefully get Debo Samuel back to full health soon. You still have Brandon Ayuk. You still have a Bosa. Anytime you have a Bosa, you have a shot as long as he's still operating with good health. Like, but listen, they've averaged 17 points over the past three games. That's not against the, the league's elite either. Right? Like, so you're playing up against the Browns, Vikings, Bengals. Things aren't going to get in any easier for them. They take, they take on the Jags, the Bucks, the Seahawks, Eagles, Seahawks in their next five. So for me, the Niners need to get right and they need to get right fast. Um, up, up next, top five. Not exactly in alignment with you guys, but I like the Lions. I just do. Maybe you think that they're frauds like the Cowboys when they play real teams, they don't win. But huge game for Gibbs. They put up 500 yards of offense. Defense has bounced back as well. Vegas had 80 yards on the ground, 126 through the air. So I still think this Lions defense is good enough to compete with the best of them. And they do have quality wins. Number four for me is the Bengals. The Bengals, when they are healthy, they could beat anyone on any given Sunday. And boy, oh boy, do they look fun doing it. And they blow you out in ways that are embarrassing. Buffalo just does not match up against Cincy. But again, we got a T. Higgins game. We've got Joe Burrow scampering. He's using his legs in ways that we didn't know if he was going to be able to use because of his calf injury. So for me, the Bengals, now that they're healthy, they go where they should have gone to begin with. Number three... I'm putting the Chiefs not at the top of the list. Like, I know that they are winning these games ugly. But to me, yeah, that's impressive. But it's also like you should be better. You know what I mean? Like, you should be blowing these teams out. Because there are other teams that when they face real competition, they do a blow them out. And that's why I've got another team at the top of the list, right? So still got issues with their offense. Their defense is holding them through. Uh, They need more than just Travis Kelsey. Who will that guy be? I am not sure. Seventh-ranked offense by yards, but it's just I'm not as scared of the Chiefs as I used to be. Number two, Philly. 
Huge win against the Cowboys. This offense, even with Jalen Hurts being injured, looks really real deal. Like Dallas Goddard, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, DeAndre Swift. That that may be one of the best offenses in all of football from top to bottom. Defensively insane. Hurts was efficient, even though he wasn't really all that explosive. You still get the win without A.J. Brown getting 100 yards. And now they get a week off before you face the Chiefs. And for me, number one is the Ravens. Because whenever the Ravens play a good team, they beat them down. They beat the Seahawks 37-3. When they play uh, an NFC opponent, they play the Lions, beat them down. And Lamar Jackson 17-1 and against the entire conference. They held Seattle 28 yards rushing on 15 carries. They were 1-12 on third down, sacked four times. Geno Smith looks like he might just go to the XFL. The Ravens' defense is that good. Next up, the Browns. And if they put a pounding on the Browns, I mean, we, I think we all have to put them atop our list. You know, you mentioned Geno Smith, and the first thing I could think of is it, it does kind of feel like, like the story is, is over. Right, like that chapter is closed. We've seen the peak of Geno Smith. Him. Yeah, I mean it was it was a it's great a good story. story. Yeah, but you're watching, and there's a certain point where we saw the tail off at the end of last year. And you're starting to see it again, and you go, he's turning the ball over a ton, mm. and it's hard to be a starting quarterback in the NFL when you give another team extra possession after extra possession after extra possession, and that's what we're seeing from Seattle. So it's bet MGM tonight. The winning trifecta is Ryan Horvat, Trista Crick, and Nick Ashu. All three will be right back on Bet MGM tonight. Presented by Bet MGM. Live from BetQL. One thing that I would have is just like how this experience is going to start coming more and more to the forefront of our lives, like your life and my life and like Tyler's life 
and Jake's life and Alex's life and downtown Mike Brown's life and your life, the person listening and watching this right now, where I have a three-team parlay last night in the National, among other bets, right? And my parlay is going to be closed out by the Colorado Avalanche. We're playing on the road at the Seattle Kraken. Now, I get into bed and, like, attempt to fall asleep last night. At the end of the first period, the Kraken are up one nothing on a goal by my guy, Yamamoto, scores, and the Kraken take a one nothing lead uh, against the Avalanche at the end of the first. And I fall asleep. And I wake up maybe around like 1.40, and I know because the first thing I did when I, when I woke up was look at my phone, see what time it is, and immediately go to NHL goals and to check my score app to see what the final score of the game was. And I saw that the Avalanche had come back to win the game 4-1, which meant I had won my parlay, put my phone down, and tried to go back to sleep. So we're officially in, like, that part of the calendar here. If you're on the East Coast especially, where, hey, like, you're betting West Coast games, you might not be able to stay up, and then you wake up in the middle of the night for whatever reason, you just wake up, uh, maybe there's a noise, you gotta go to the bathroom, whatever it is. You got to wait till the morning to find out if you won your bet? Of course not. You're picking up the phone and you're checking. So I had yet another one of those last night, and the NBA starts next week. So, I mean, we are big time here now, Ken, in this season. In, like, middle of the night, check my phone to see if I won my bet season. And I absolutely love it. Jenks, if you could have one brand uh, sponsor you, what do you think that brand would be? What brand would sponsor me? I don't know, some sort of bourbon or something, probably. That's that's what I'd go with. I don't know. I'd have to think about my favorite bourbon. You know, just throw it out like, oh, that's a good one too, Matt. I would either be sponsored by McDonald's because I love the McRib and I'm passionate about the McRib. Or maybe like Woodford or some sort of just solid bourbon. I don't know. I feel like that's right in my wheelhouse. A fast food sandwich from McDonald's or some booze. (laughs) I think that's perfectly in line. What about you? I'm not sure I was thinking about this. Because so much of like marketing and brand management is about awareness. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if I have it. Like, I feel like I am so different in so many regards, like maybe like a healthy smoothie place. I don't know. Uh, I do. I wear a lot of Lululemon, but like, I don't think I'm like cool enough to maybe represent them. But the reason I bring this up is because Mm -hmm. it feels like we have the. Ryan, Trista, and Nick are back on BetMGM tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Ryan, what happened in this uh, Central Michigan game here? What's going on? Why I is honestly, it 28 We were doing now? power rankings. They were up 14. <laughs> right. They threw an interception, and now they're down seven. They, 21 points have been scored in the last two and a half minutes, I believe, and I went from being up 14 as a three-point favorite to now down seven. Then over here on this lovely TV... Tuesday night action, of course. I have Ball State plus nine and a half against Northern Illinois. It's now a seven-point game. Northern Illinois actually had the lead. Now they're down seven, and uh, they have the ball, and there's eight minutes to go. So I'm hoping they just sit on it, and I get out of here with with the score being as is because 
This is what I hate about uh, Tuesday Night Maction, guys. Yep. yep. Bets could look good for about two hours and 40 minutes, and then all of a sudden it falls apart because, oh, yeah, we're relying on teams like, oh, I don't know, Western Michigan, who's 3-6 and six this season. Hmm. I'm sorry. Luckily, we got uh, big games coming up Saturday. Big games. Big really games. Excited. Much better than this, really I think excited. is probably the best way to put it. Really excited for it. What me. do you guys think of this? the Lakers reaching out to the league about the the missed calls on LeBron? I kind of feel like... I, I don't. I guess it's surprising because at this point we've seen LeBron play for so long. You're like he gets all the calls, right? And yet you're getting the Lakers sitting here. It feels more like it's almost like politics, right? Where they're like, we weren't getting all the calls we wanted. Let's bring this to the attention because we know this is going to be a huge story to make sure moving forward, LeBron maybe gets a few extra whistles and everybody's paying attention to that. Yeah, in times where it matters, mm-hmm. it feels like they're setting it up for the the big moment where they need it. LeBron's going to get pretty much every call. Right. So I don't know where that even comes from. And they even came out after, you know, the league was like, actually, we didn't get any calls wrong. So, (laughs) and LeBron tweeted, well, it's not about the final two minutes calls, all the calls that matters. I hate the final two minute reports, though, because it just, like, well, they don't, but they don't actually go out and make it public if they miss calls, though, right? I feel like they got rid of that, didn't they? No, they say no, they do. It. Do they, they still, still do say it? Why do I feel yeah. like they don't? Yeah. Because it, like, to me, I'd be on Joey Crawford's ass every single Tuesday. You know mm-hmm. what? Maybe it's just because we haven't had a big. I feel like there hasn't been a lot. Let's just put it this way. I haven't heard a lot this year about missed calls yet in that last two minute report that right. the NBA has. So eventually it'll probably get out there. I always hated that, though. Because, like, I like it, but I hate it. Because at the same time, you go. Well, it's great, but... Like, but there's nothing you could do what about it. What are you going to do about like, it? It doesn't matter. Win- yeah, you can't give me my win back. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I'm with you on that. Um, but with LeBron, he, he does get a lot of calls. There's also some calls that he doesn't get because he's a really hard guy to officiate. I mean, we talk about this. How do you stop the guy? He's six foot eight, six foot nine, and he's built like a linebacker. So when he goes to the rack, when he goes to the rim, and also the way that he sells everything, like he's always like poked in the eye and like... You know what I mean? Like, every time he gets hit on the wrist, it looks like he's been shot 15 times in the chest. (laughs) So he's a tough dude to officiate, and you can't give him every single whistle. That'll make the game unwatchable. Like, we did that with James Harden for years, where I couldn't watch Houston Rocket basketball because it was Harden. He manipulated 28 of 30 from the charity strike. Nobody wants to watch that. People got mad at me for saying this, but I'll say it again. Like, if you're going to get the whistles, you keep doing it. Like, I don't blame James Harden for doing it. It was ugly basketball, but I don't blame him for taking advantage of it if he's going to get the calls. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, I mean, like... That's yeah. how I would do it. Right. Right. We call that unethical basketball. <laughs> or soccer. It was yep. like the uh, was like the live guys. I wasn't blaming them. Somebody yeah. wants to pay me $65, 70000000 million to yeah, go play no. some golf? Yep, that's fine with me. Sign it, me up, baby. If the Saudis want to start I'm sitting here betting sport, Tuesday Night Maxion, giving all my hard-earned money. I'm literally sitting here just to make money that I'm just going to turn around and spend to park here yep. and on... You know this stupid game that like well, I love college football, but if I'm mm-hmm. at home right now, I probably have. Can I can I offer you a suggestion? A one day purge. This was the night to do a one day purge on college football. On yeah. just anything in general. Well, there's I mean, no I, NBA. There's no there's, NFL. I was on the right side here. It's just like things fall apart in three minutes and right. back, and there's nothing you could do about it. You know, like on a Saturday, if I lose a bet, it, it is what it is. Well, yeah, but that's what I mean. Saturday, you're going to be heavily invested in those games. The we good all thing are. is when I'm losing money on Saturday, I'm like I'm at home and I could like say things like F, you know, S- F you. <laughs> you S F. Yeah. And even I, if uh, even if your son's around, like uh, actually, I don't even do that. I just sit. Like, a lot of times I just like to sit and think in my own head, like, you know. Um, why did I how, do this? How are you so off with this number? How are you so off with this matchup? Why? Like, why do you even do this? There's plenty of great things you could do with your money. You know, some new Jordans just came out that you really wanted. Like, you could have had those instead. <laughs> the red nope, and white nope, ones? Nope, there it goes. There it goes. 
You just spent it on the under in Baylor Auburn. On the you Vikings, know, fifty-eight uh, points scored already. On the Packers Vikings game. Actually, Packers made me some money this past weekend. They, they came to play, baby. All it took, what? all it took, you know what? was he Brett Rippin. Trista. I told he you I was betting the Packers. No, we no. told where's that you Viking didn't outfit? wear your you didn't wear your Viking costume. Oh, I actually yesterday. asked the people you at the coward? front desk. I may have to actually either wear the Viking costume costume here, or we might have to go out. Um, it's they don't really want that. Why? In Why National not? Harbor. I mean, you guys could try to pull some strings. Well, we have to have you not wear it until you're on set. I, yeah, feel, you like just... they, I feel like I make it killed if I wear that there. Why? You'd wear it on set. They're not going to do anything. I don't know. Why? Man. All right, you need to explain this conversation then. Maybe we what? go to a different... Maybe like in Vegas I do it. What makes you think oh this? Oh, my God. Because uh, who did you ask? It's this... getting to the point... My mom even calls me There's and texts me and, and she says... She says, will Ryan ever pay up on a bet? Excuses, yeah, excuses. pictures all over the internet of me paying up on bets. I'm getting my head shaved. That wasn't here. I have a tattoo well, I'm on talking my, about BetMGM tonight. Yes. I have a tattoo of your name on my ass. Where I, is that Where is that little ass. crop top Green Bay Packers jersey we were, we were told or that sweater that well, you were supposed really to wear? It's not really even a crop top, though. Like, it kind of fits. It's just an old. I'll wear it tomorrow if you really want. It just says, 90, just says 97 Super Bowl chance. I want it. I want to see a, it. a smaller sweatshirt. I keep saying I want it. It's so, actually a great question. Of where it is, too. I'm still not moving off of this yet because don't, I know what you're doing. You're changing do the subject, and I've done no, this I too many times. Costume? No, but I I've done much worse. I, no, I get that. It'd be, but it's easy in here. It's yeah. better if you're in public wearing yeah, it in exactly. front of other people. Yeah, we got to do it in public. I just don't know that I want to do it at MGM National Harbor. What's wrong with MGM I need National to, Harbor? Yeah, this. Like, what changed I know your mind the people there. That? I play. I gamble there. I gamble like a lot of money in that poker room. I don't think that like. They want me showing up in a Viking costume. You can I know for a fact that they don't. You can wear it on set. Like, I can wear it to the mall. I can wear it to a place where I'm not employed. Well, you, know, you know what I mean? Like, we do... I, I'm trying to work my way back into the good graces of MGM as is. I don't know if you guys saw the promo damn video we run. I wasn't even on it. You guys They were. love so, you. I've literally been here since day one. Jen I didn't make the promo. loves you. That would be like, hey, WWE Raw's this Monday. You know, but here's no Roman Reigns or John Cena on the promo. Here's Rey Mysterio. You know what I mean? So, like, that's that's my issue here. So I'm gonna, ben I'm gonna MGM loves right. you. Don't promo that either. Still, still diverting. Jen talks a, about that. She loves you. Need, still diverting. He's still diverting. I know. I, I do not need a I don't know what happened. There has changed. So too I'm much gonna, going on these so days. So I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that you're not giving us the full truth. Yeah, something There's happened. There's something going on here, and I need to know what it is and why you're coming up with an excuse to continue to not wear this Viking costume that you said in I will wear the costume anywhere. Lose. I don't know that I want to wear it to MGM. But where, how, MGM. what changed? Uh, what do we yep. Behind yep. the scenes crew everybody smells, yes, BS. Something happened. Everybody behind the scenes right now smells BS. Something feels fishy. No, there's no BS. Dylan, I know you agree. Come on. This has got to be I wish we could BS. bring them onto the mic, too. Dylan's mad at me because talk. I got ants in my pants tonight. My hip is killing me. Well, you Sorry, know what? Dill. Again, diverting again. We, we, need to, we need to come Pin up with a down, solution Ashu. for this. Pin them down, Ashu. Pin them down. Well, here's the thing. I don't let people... Can I you... just make sure that, no, that Ball no, State I covers the nine and a half? I, I nobody do. cares about Ball good. State. You can sweat it on your own. My wife we does, care my son does. They don't know it yet, but they do. So then, all right, if you're not going to wear it to bed MGM like a coward, which you're clearly making this up, and I don't know what's going on. This was your idea, by the way. No, it was not. Then we're going to have to come up with something else. I said I would wear the Viking costume. I don't remember ever agreeing that I was going to do it at MGM National Harbor. You did. Can here, I, can I'll I, can I get a, can I'll I get wear a ruling this. here, Hold please? On. I got, I, here, here. Here's where we meet in the middle. I'll wear the Viking costume to a Nationals game. 
a Wizards game, a Capitals game, no. or I'll this wear it to BetMGM down the street. BetMGM, I'll go place a sports bet. But no, but you're not you telling us sit, why. Because you literally, like, there's there's like not a dress code, but you can't go up to the poker room at MGM But you're not National going Harvard. to the poker We're room. We're not in there. We're sitting We're, on set. We have our own private setup there to do this. Yeah, you can Everybody take it off the when the show is us. over. Everybody at the bar knows us. I don't know that, like, legal. I, I, I highly doubt you could walk into a casino dressed as a Viking in non-Vegas, and they allow you to go in. Well, well let's They'll try. Let's be see. Like, no. Then change in the bathroom and wear it on set. Yeah, That's and then right. take it do. off. Right, yeah, fine. We'll wear it during yeah. the show, and Just, then take it off when you leave. This, you know, this yeah, is easy. Fine. Okay, I've been right. saying this deal. for five minutes. He doesn't oh, listen. Deal. Well, no, Luke was when he was sending the message. He's like, "You have to go and play poker," and I was like, "I don't think I can." No, you don't have to do that. It's we on don't the need set you to do that. Like, I got in trouble for wearing my sunglasses the other night. No, just wear just wear it on set and be done with it. You're wearing it on set for the show. That was the that's bet. It. That's all that it has to be. Walk to the bathroom in between breaks. Maybe order a beer order or something a beer, with a ha. Viking costume on. You don't yeah. have to play poker, slots, or whatever, roulette, or whatever else I you know do. our social team would love this. Yeah. Like, we're doing this for content here. And also, Jen, I'll text Jen. She'll come by. She'll say hi. I mean, this is, come on. You've got, like, Viking this is ride. easy. Give me some free bets. Yeah. All right. I'll make a call. I, I mean, need and I, I need a, a big market for women's basketball. That's what I need. Too. Ryan needs a bigger like, bet size on the app for weird. women's hoops. So did we? Did we sniff this out that he's just full of BS? And I trying think to get it was a poker this? thing. I think actually okay. it was a poker thing. Yeah, I have like buddies up there and stuff now. Like I know yeah. people. But you don't have to play poker. But anymore. if you're gonna play poker after the show, like I'll play, take I'll, it I'll, off. I'll, I'll do like a round of roulette in the Viking costume. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. We. These are all things we said already. Yeah, okay. You didn't listen. Guys, I have five hundred dollars on ball frickin' state. That's right your now, fault. Okay? <laughs> this no is your fault. I need that to score this touchdown, that. or I'm gonna. Oh, son of a! I almost. No swore. one told you to do that. And now Central Michigan. I know he acts like he got his arm twisted, but five hundred dollars like, on ball state. Don't do it. Well, oh, they're two and seven. They're looking. No, they're not. Yes, yes, they are. They're two and seven. They're looking good right now. Hold on. We're, they're they're nine and a half point dogs. They're about to tie this game. Up. All right, you're in the middle That's of a sweat. That's just, fine. We've established you're wearing the costume. So, okay, so touchdown. you'll wear it on Monday then. Uh, I don't know if I have the money for it this one. Will you oh buy my it? God. I... Will you guys buy the costume for me? Expense it. I if I win, expense it. If I win this, if it. I win this weekend, yes. If I don't win this weekend, like it has to be it. after a winning weekend. Mitch, Andrew, if either one of you is watching, please text one of us and tell it. us that if he they can expense pay, if this Mitch, so he'll Andrew, do it. Mitch, Andrew, if you're watching, pay for my parking, the like, $275. Oh, well, here we go. Because I forgot to pay it. They locked me out of the garage this when I came outrageous. in here. Because they changed the Scott, process. Scott. I have auto take the damn money out of my account, bleed me dry, and so then how did you forget to pay for it? They changed the parking service. See, we're off track again, though. He's, he's like one of those. No, and I hope it doesn't he's happen. He's like one to you? of those guys. You go to Athens, Greece, and they got all the cups. We're going and they're to like, Athens, don't look Greece? here. I can't even go to Vegas. <laughs> they got all the Just cups. Ken constantly. He's got the cups, and they're now like, don't look Athens, here. Don't Greece? look there. Is the ping pong ball in there? Oh, oh no, God. it's parking. Oh Touchdown. no. Touchdown. Oh no, it's the poker. Good. That's how oh, we do no, things. Good. Now you can pay for your. You can pay for your Viking costume. Oh God, no. We got plenty more to go. We got 18 bets this week. You already were supposed to buy it, so you would have it next week. If Michigan wins, but Penn State covers. No, there are no. No, there's caveats. no more ifs. You lost. You have to do this. You screamed into the camera and said, you we bet need in AC blood. Milan. We need You uh, bet. No, no. No. We got Atletico Madrid. If Michigan beats UNC Asheville, money line. There you go. Oh, That's no. it. Just, there it is. Oh, I forgot. He lost already. Yeah, He's lost. Well, Michigan's up by 26, so it's bet MGM tonight.